0: Okay, so let's learn. So uh, just, uh, I have to be, I have to, like, after this show's over, I gotta, I gotta go. So, be be me not being able to have the time to, to schmooze or answer questions. So I'll try to do what I can to make it uh, without any questions. All right. So we're up to, uh, again, we're holding, I've mentioned this the past couple of weeks, that so we're holding to say for Yeshua is that sort of uh, a transitional point. So we're beginning now paracute Gimel. So Parakut Gimel moves... After the first seven years of kibush, the first seven years of conquest, when Yishuvanun through the armies of the Jewish people are conquering Eretz Yisrael, now we move into the next shlav, the next seven years of chiluk of dividing up the land of settling the land with the Jewish people. So I figured, as a sort of introduction to Parak Gimel to that whole uh, sugya of dividing up the land, so be kedai to talk about the relationship between the the conquest of Eretz and as the the. The uh, you know taking over, yeah, taking over the, the nation the, the getting rid of the shiva Ammin, the seven nations, the relationship between that and settling Eretz Yisrael with the yidden. So the relation between those two things. So we'll begin we'll begin as follows. We know that in in mitzvahs this everyone agrees to that one of the six thirteen is is hachrim which is the mitzvah of getting rid of the seven nations from Eretz Yisrael. That's a mitzvah. So the first seven years of Kalah Yisrael's, uh, you know, in Sefer Yeshua, the first seven years of kibush, of conquering, of getting rid of the Shiva men from Eretz Yisrael, dismantling their, their uh, governments and, and Pasha getting rid of them. So that's certainly, that was the mitzvah. Ha'acher and is There's mitzvahs, the Torah says but first, that there's a mitzvah to do that. The question is the next seven years of settling the land. Yishav Haaretz, Chilak Haaretz, is that a mitzvah? Is that not a mitzvah? What's the relationship? So we'll begin as follows. Rambach number one, this is a Ramban. The Ramban talks about this in a number of places. and In Chomish he talks about it, and also in his listing of mitzvahs that he says the Ramban forgot to count. So the Ramban, in, again in these places, says to us his shita, which is that there is an independent mitzvah, which is called Yishavar. It's an independent mitzvah that's called the Jewish people settling in Eretz Israel. That's an independent mitzvah. Besides the mitzvah of getting rid of the shavam, besides that, there's another mitzvah that's called Settling Eretz Yisrael. So as we'll see in a second, so that means according to Ramban, these 14 years altogether, the Jewish people were involved in over here, the first seven, they were Isaac in one mitzvah of hachrim achim of getting rid of the seven nations. And the next seven years, they were Isaac in another mitzvah, that's called the of Eretz. Says the Ramban, There's a mitzvah we were commanded, to settle the land, to inherit the, to settle the land that the Rebbeinu gave our ancestors, and not to leave Eretz Yisrael to the, to the, you know, not to leave it in the hands of another nation, or just to leave it desolate. So, besides, again, besides this, getting rid of the Shiva, Amen. There's a mitzvah to settle in the land. Now the Ramban makes this clear. And don't make a mistake and say. What am I counting this as a new mitzvah? This is the same thing as just getting rid of the Sheva Amin, which, which we are commanded to do. So says the Ramban, maybe there's no new mitzvah that's called settling Aritz It's the same union, you know, getting the Sheva It's the same union. Says the Ramban, no, it's not true. If you think about it, these are two separate things. You could do one without the other. It's not true, this is, this is something independent. Why? It's not true. They were commanded to destroy those nations. When they, when they fight with us. But when it comes to that mitzvah of getting rid of the Sheva says the Ramban, and again, this is a sugev by itself, we're not getting into the Pratim over here, but says the Ramban, If the seven nations want to make peace with us, then we're able and we're supposed to make peace with them under certain conditions. You have to fulfill certain conditions, possibly, and other taxes and so on. But under certain conditions, the mitzvah of destroying the seven nations can be circumvented if they make peace with us. is but we still have another mitzvah, which is called settling the land. So theoretically, another so, says the Ramban, if the mitzvah of settling Eretz Yisrael is really just the same thing as as getting rid of the seven nations, well, that's not that's not true because there are situations of where we're not obligated to, to destroy the seven nations if they make peace with us. So in that situation, then uh, then says the Ramban that there will be the other mitzvah of settling Eretz Yisrael still applies, which means that we're not going to be allowed to just allow the Canaanim just maintain their government and to maintain their infrastructure in place because they f- are officially you know, uh, making peace with us. The, 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 uh, you know, the treaty that we would be allowed to make with them is only in regards to the mitzvah of destroying them, of going to war with them, of achrim tachrimen. The mitzvah of yeshavar is not affected by that. There's still a mitzvah for us to establish our government, to establish the, our population living in the land. It doesn't mean we have to destroy, you know, to kill them, if they make peace with us, but it's two separate in says Ramban. Again, he's highlighting this Nekudah, that the mitzvah of dest- of destroying, of going to war, and, and getting rid of the Shiva Amin there that has that's one mitzvah with its own particular- uh, you know stipulations and conditions and one of the conditions over there is that if they make peace with us, fine, we don't have to destroy them, but that has nothing to do with the mitzvah of it's of settling the land. That you won't be able to get rid of just because they decide to make peace with us. that We can't leave the land in their hands. They're not in any other nation, uh, for that matter. So, again, uh, uh, so that's, that's, uh, is, again, the Ramban is pointing out that these are two separate mitzvahs with two separate halachas, two separate categories. V'chaim, another example, in if let's say the seven nations just retreat and they, they leave the land, and they go to some other country. So obviously in that situation, there's no mitzvah to, to look, 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 you know, to go after them, to destroy them. <coughs> Finished. They're not in Eretz Yisrael. So that means we don't have to settle land either. No, the answer is it's a separate mitzvah called settling Land. We would be commanded to go into Eretz Yisrael and to Establish ourselves in the country, in the cities over there. Shabash <laughs> and to and to put our shvatim to settle in the shvatim into the land. So it's two separate inyanim. So there's a mitzvah of destroying the seven nations, which has its set of halachas, right? And that's only obviously when they're in Eretz Yisrael, and it's only when they're, uh, you know, when they're not making peace with us and so on. That's one. That's one mitzvah of them. There's a separate mitzvah which is called settling Eretz Yisrael with the Jewish people, and that uh, is irrelevant to whether. The kanonim are there, they're not there, it has nothing to do with that. And he goes to another example. Or let's say, after we went to war against the seven nations and we got rid of them. If then the Jewish people want to just go move somewhere else, we wouldn't be allowed, because there's a separate mitzvah, that's called settling the land. Okay, so that's what the Ramban is making clear, two separate mitzvahs, there's hachim tachrimem, destroying the seven nations, which has its set of regulations, and there's another mitzvah, which is called yeshavaretz, with its set of regulations, two separate mitzvahs, it says the Ramban, therefore they should both be counted in tayag. that's the sheet of the Ramban. Now, the Ramban is saying this, what he's saying is, he's uh, He's, he's highlighting what he thinks is the, Rambam, the Rambam's mistake. The Rambam does not count this mitzvah of Yishavaretz as one of the Tariyak. So it's a sugi by itself. Uh, so we're, we're only going to investigate a certain aspect of it. So in Mar-Mukha number two, the question is why the Rambam would not count the mitzvah of Yishavaretz. Okay, it's a well-known question. So in Mar-Mukha number two, the Megilis Esther, one of the Farshim on Sefer Mitzvahs, tries to uh, defend the Rambam to explain why the Rambam wouldn't count wouldn't count the Yishev Aretz as one of the mitzvahs of Taryak, So, nearly, so says the McGill-Saster, of course the Rambam agrees that Yishev Aretz is a mitzvah, but officially, it can't be counted in 613. It can't be counted as an independent mitzvah in 613. Why? And this is something that we do have. We have things that are mitzvahs, that it's Rats and hashem, but it's not necessarily something that fits in the category of 613. There's many rules and regulations. What could be in taryag? So says, says McGill Sester, the ramah held, Yishav arts is not counted in Tariyag. Why? Kima <laughs> harav, the reason why the, why the Ramah didn't count Yishav is one of the mitzvahs. The fisha mitzvahs, Yerusha Haaretz, says, because the mitzvah of Yishav and inheriting the land, Leinaga <laughs> rak meh Yemoishe, V'yeshua, V'david, the sh'leigol Golme Artsam, is because the nature of this mitzvah is that it's not always, it's not, it's not with an unbroken chain throughout all of history. The only time where there's an official mitzvah of Yishav says the Megill Sester, in the Sheet of the Rambam, is only at a time of where we're not in exile. During Gullahs, during that time where the Rabbanish Shalom sort of showed that, we, that he wants us out of the land. So that Kufa, that's officially called Gullus, there is no obligation on the Jewish people to ad but to go into Eretz Yisrael. And so therefore, since the, the Indian, even though Yeshava Eretz is a mitzvah, it's something that the Rabbanish wants... But the only thing that you, yet you can count in Tariag is a mitzvah that's unbroken in time. That in every single moment you can say, theoretically, we should have this mitzvah upon us. But the mitzvah of Yishav Oretz, says, says Miguel Sester, in the Sheet of the Rambam, is only at a time of where we're not officially uh, under the, you know, under the, you know under the Tukufa that's called Golos. But once we were exiled from Eretz Yisrael, then the only time that there would be this mitzvah would come back would be with the coming of Mashiach. So whenever we're officially under that Tukufa that's called galus, this mitzvah does not apply. And since this mitzvah does not apply Constantly and consistently, so it's not counted within but How do I know, says the Miguel Sester, that the mitzvah the in of the Inn of Yeshiva Aretz does not apply during the time period that we call Gullus? because Adraba the Gemara says at the end of k'subis, sh'loi nimretz, it's a mistake, sh'loi nimretz be'umma y'sleleches l'ichbe sh'zaretz be'chazaka we have statements in Chazal indicating that during the time that's called Golas, we're actually not supposed to go and uh, and uh, conquer Yisrael, you know, with an aggressive way and so on, which is a good by itself, but but says Miguel Sasser again, pointing to these Chazals is an indication that clearly during the time of Golas, there's certainly no obligation to go as far as Klai Yisrael so is concerned, to go uh, settle into the land. That's what we see. Now Once, therefore, says, says Megil Sester, that's step one, step two, once we see the mitzvah of Yishav Aretz is not constant, it's not consistent, so it can't be counted within Taryak. That's the shita, that's how the Miguel Sester comes to explain the shita of the Rambam. So notice what we have, what, what we have is the following, the following Yisrael, within the world of the Rambam, again, as the Miguel Sester is presenting it, is that this interesting phenomenon, that Yisrael Again, yeah, we've spoken about this sugi many times, so we're not gonna, not gonna go through all the different Pratam just to focus on one nakuda of it. So it is according to the Rambam, the way the Miguel Sesar is explaining is that this inyan of Yushavarats, of mitzvah Yushavarats, is an interesting mitzvah. It's a mitzvah that comes and goes during the times of, you know, when uh, when we're not officially Gaulus Tkufa, then there's a mitzvah of Yushavarats. Once we're in Gaulis Tkufa, the Rabbanishlam sort of kicked this out of eretz yisrael so then we accept that that means there's no mitzvah of Aretz. now once there's no once you have such a phenomenon that there's breaks in time of this mitzvah being applied then that, that, can't, that can no longer be counted in taryag taryag one of the Kalalamar, taryag mitzvahs have to be the umayyad not just ultimately forever but ongoing it has to be a kim forever it has to be a, at least a chia forever. That's the shita of Megill Sester. Okay, so that's fine. That's the, how Megill Sester explains the Rambam. <clears throat> so what I want to, what we're going to learn now for the next few minutes, a little bit, is a little bit of a of a, of a window into the penius of this sugya that will it'll bring the shita of the Rambam and the Ramban closer together. Like I've mentioned many many times, the nature of nigla and nister is that when it comes to nigla. By its very definition, the, 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 the mindset that one is in with nigla is pulling things apart. You have one simple Mishnah, comes the Gemara and pulls it to pieces. You have one simple Gemara, come the Rishonim and pull it apart. That's just the nature of nigla. The nature of Nisra, however, is to take things that are apart and bring them back together. So right now we have what seems to be a very big machlokas between two extremes, between the Rambam and the Ramban. The Ramban says there is a mitzvah constantly, always, one of the 613 Yishuv the Rambam, again, the way the McGill Sester is interpreting it is that there is no mitzvah within taryag of Yishuv because there are certain moments in history where the mitzvah doesn't apply and that means it's kicked out of the, the category of taryag mitzvahs. It's Machleik, it's Benakatz, Elakatz. With a little bit more of a Pneumistical lens, we'll be able to see that even though the, the, you know, we're not going to change necessarily from what the McGill Sester is presenting to us, but they're not as far from each other as one would think, so let's explain as follows. In Maromochan number three, let's let's talk about the mitzvah that everyone agrees upon. Right, the Ramban and the Rambam all agree that there is a mitzvah of getting rid of the Sheva Amin, the seven nations. Right, Kanani and so on. That Hachrim Tachrim, that everyone agreed upon. The Ramban that, that was the Ramban uh, started with. So let's see the Rambam in Sefer Mitzvahs how he is magdur that mitzvah. Sefer Mitzvahs again, Maromochan number three. This is the Rambam in Sefer mitzvah Mitzvahs I say Says the Rambam, Shetzivonu shiva Amin, were commanded to kill the seven nations, la we'll Avdam and to destroy them for merits Israel. And now the Rambam adds in a few words, Shehem mm-hmm. the Says the Rambam, why Why is it that we're supposed to get rid of the shiva Amin? Is because they are the foundation and the root of avaydazara. And the and the and the, and the mitzvah of getting rid of them is the pasuk hacher and Now that line is very very strange. The Rambam in Sefer Mitzvahs, you know, when it comes to the Sefer Chinuch, right? So everyone knows the star. What's the star of the Chinuch? He tells you what the mitzvah is, right? He tells you the pasuk, Marmekaymis in the Gemara and so on, and he tells you the shor Mitzvah, mitzvah, the Tamiya mitzvah. Why? What's the hashkafa? What's the reason behind the mitzvah? That's the chinach style. The ramam, that's not what the ramam does. The Rambam in Sefer Mitzvahs, his style is very terse and he's very to the point. He tells you what the mitzvah is, he tells you the pasik it's coming from. If he needs to, he'll prove to you from a medrash or a gemara that this is in fact the mitzvah. And he'll give you some marmakaimis and shast where to look up the Halachas. That's it. That's what the Rambam does. He doesn't start talking about the makshav, the, the idea behind it. The re- that's not his Indian. He has other marmakaim, he talks about that. And uh, in Mishnah Torah sometimes. But over here, says the Rambam, what's the inning of laharik shiva Amin? The reason is, Shall you they, ha yushay, they are the foundation of L'harig Why is the Rambam going off the, uh, the script over here? The answer is, is because the Rambam is not just telling you a reason for the mitzvah. He, he doesn't tell us reasons for mitzvahs and say for mitzvahs. The Rambam is telling us the gedder of the mitzvah itself. The Rambam is revealing to us that the nature of this mitzvah of getting rid of the shiva Amin the, the, the fundamental, the nature of the mitzvah is, is that we are trying to get rid of a vayda zar from Eretz Yisrael. That's the site of what the mitzvah is. How do you get rid of, the, of a vayda zar from Eretz Yisrael? So, in, a more, in an obvious way, it means you see a getchka, you get rid of the getchka, right? But it says the Rambam, by extension, it means also to get rid of, the, of people that are the root of a vayda zar. And that's what the Shiva amin are. So according to the Rambam, the Rambam is telling us that the nature of the mitzvah is not just getting rid of random people. It happens to be their kananim. It's, it's part of a much bigger picture, which is to uproot Avodah from the land itself. Now this inyan, that there's something about the land of Eretz that is that, that repels Avodah and we're obligated to clean out the land in particular from Avodah is something that we find uh, also clear in the Rambam, in Hilchas Avodah Take a look at Maramokah number four. The Rambam The over here is talking about the general another general mitzvah we have which is to Destroy is when you find them. So you know you buy a house uh, from uh, you know, from like an Indian couple or whatever it is, and you know, you, clear, you know then they clear out their stuff. And you go to the attic, whatever it is, and you find uh, you know some little some little uh, you know dolls over there. So no, so you gotta you gotta get rid of it. It's called the, you found the Avodasar in your property. You have to you have to destroy it. But now the Rambam is going to tell us there's a difference between the nature of that mitzvah, that obligation of getting rid of a that you find, there's a difference between that mitzvah when it's in Chutz versus when it's in Eretz Yisrael. There's a heightened sensitivity that Eretz Yisrael has to any a and we'll see in a second. Says the Rambam, There's a general mitzvah for every yid to destroy a things that are used in utensils, used for the idolatrous worship, anything that's associated with Avadizara, the there's a mitzvah to destroy. That's true everywhere. So again, uh, if there's a, you know, if there's a Jewish, uh, you know, if there's a ghetto, a Jewish ghetto somewhere, whatever it is, and there's happens to be some of the there, there's a mitzvah to get rid of it. But says the Rambam, when it comes to Eretz the words of the Rambam are, mitzvah lirday feachreha, at shenavid oisimik when it comes to Eretz Yisrael, the Rambam says, there's a mitzvah to run after it, to chase, to seek, the Havad within Eretz Yisrael, to get rid of them. <laughs> 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 when it comes to the Havad We're not obligated to go out and look for Havad to destroy. <laughs> Any area in Havad that we happen to conquer, we happen to settle in, we destroy all the within it. That's the words of the Rambam. Now, what exactly does the Rambam mean? What exactly is an Akuda? The is, again, he's, he's, he's definitely drawing a difference between Chutzars and Eretz that there's some heightened with within Eretz Yisrael versus Chutzars. Chutzars, he describes that any area that we conquer, so to speak, that we settle in, we have to get rid of the, the Avaidah there. Eretz Yisrael, to, see, to run after, to destroy. What exactly is the, is the Nakuda? So if you take a look at Maramukah number five, the B'ir Hagra in Shulchan in Yerodea Kuf Memvav. So the B'ir Hagra gives a number of different. He's dealing with this Ramam over here, and he says the following thing. It could be this is what the Raman is trying to, to convey. The La'abed hamoitzi Mitzvah b'chol-mokim. When it comes to Chutz what's the nature of the Mitzvah? If you happen to bump into a Havay in your house that you didn't realize was there, or you where there's a Jewish neighborhood, and you bump into an Havay okay, so there's a Mitzvah to destroy it. But it doesn't have to be something on your head to go look for says the, says the Vil Nagayin in the Sheet of the Rambam, but to destroy it from every single place, and to, to consciously go about looking for it, to make sure that there's no trace of the in your house or in your neighborhood, a el that's only in Eretz Yisrael. So in other words, so the, the way the Vil is explaining the Sheet of the Rambam is, is that there's again, this Nakuda. it's not just a matter of like any place that Jewish people live, you can't avoid the Zara there. Okay, th- th- that, that is true. Wherever Jewish people live, even in Chalzer, are not allowed to avoid the Zara. But Eretz Yisrael is not like that. It's not just wherever you live, you can't avoid the Zara, and we live in Eretz Yisrael. There's something about Eretz Yisrael that is hypersensitive to avoid the Zara, that, that any place in Eretz Yisrael, you ha- there has to be, like on your, on your things that you should be looking for, is any possible avoid the Zara to get rid of. Mitzvah lirdah v'echer la'avdo mikol makim within Eretz Yisrael. And that's the, the essential difference. Like, by the way, the, 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 this is not just the Vilma his interpretation of the Rambam, the Benchas Chaschina, for example. A number of make this point, is that, the, the, that, the, that even within a Jewish neighborhood in Chutzlaritz versus a Jewish neighborhood in Eretz Yisrael, their Tugang, their approach to dealing with Avodh has to be very different. Again, in Chutz a Jewish neighborhood, uh, you know, they don't have to have uh, search parties uh, nightly making sure there's no Avodh you, you find something, you get rid of it. And Eretz Yisrael, no, it's seek and destroy. There's something about it. So again, so going back, what the Ramam is, and, and, and what the Ramam is, therefore, by extension, creating for us is is that this union of getting rid of Avadizar from Eretz Yisrael, it's like an umbrella idea. That idea encompasses a number of qualities, it encompasses physically, physical Vodizaru's, uh the idols, uh, the meshamshel, the utensils, everything. Get rid of that. But not just if you happen to find it, get rid of it. Mamish, go and get rid of it. And by an extension, and, and part of that umbrella idea says the Rambam that's the inyan of hachrim tachrimim of seeking and destroying, of going into Eretz Yisrael and getting rid of all the sheva amen. Because who are the sheva amen? This is what the Rambam is defined for us in Halacha that the nature of the Shavuot Amin and Halacha are not just a people that happen to be in you know in the wrong place at the wrong time. They are the embodiment. They are the sharish and the Yisad of what the itself. That's the Yisad again. That's what the Rambam said in Maromak number three. That's the nature of the mitzvah. Okay. Now, once we have this idea that the Inyan of Hakrim Tachrimim is part of it's 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 an exercise in dismantling Avodah from Eretz Yisrael. So now we can, by extension, deepen our understanding of what that means. I spoke about this, again, for those that were there by Shal Shuddis last night. So this idea is what I spoke about by Shal Shudas. So those that were there, good. Those that weren't, you know, I'll I'll try to explain it as quickly as possible because it's already getting late. So in Hilchas Avodah the Rambam, right in the beginning of of Hilchas Avodah Describes to us what was the root of Avedazar. See, if you remember, the, the language of the Rambam in Marmakan number three, where he talked about the nature of getting rid of the Shiva Amen, he said that why the Shiva Amen, why do you have to get rid of them? Not just sure, because they're idolatrous people, it's more than that. They, they are the Shirish and the site of Avedazar. So, again, so which means what the Rambam is telling us, therefore, is is that there's something about Ert Yisrael, that Ert Yisrael therefore, has to be a place where not only is there no Avodah there's no shirish Avodah the very root and basis and foundation from, w- from which Avodah can generate, that has to be dismantled from the land. So again, this is the site that the Ram is painting for us. Eretz Yisrael is a place that can- not just can't have Avodah there. You can't have even a people that are the root of Avodah which therefore means by extension, the very root of Avodah has to be dismantled. So what is the root of Avodah so the Rambam, in, in, in human form, it's the kananim, But in Hashkafah form, in, in, in the Nefesh, what's the root of Oedizar? Because again, well, based on what we just saw, just if the fundamental mitzvah is the Sharish, to uproot the root, the, the foundation of Oedizar in Eretz Yisrael, that expresses itself physically in terms of getting rid of the people that embody the land, it expresses itself also in terms of seeking and destroying, making sure there's no shay, there's no mamish, even a hidden idol behind a closed door. That's also part of getting rid of the shirish. Again, let me let me try to explain it further. Now, this, what what the fundamental nakuda that is, makes Eretz Yisrael unique versus Chutzlaretz is this nakuda, is that in Chutzlaretz we just can't have a avoidizars in Erot Yisrael, you can't have the shoirish of avadizar you can't have a, a, a foundation you can't have anything you can't even have the seeds of avadizar so that that inion of getting rid of even the seeds of avadizar and the foundations of artisral of, of, of avadizar within Erot Yisrael expresses itself in many different ways it expresses itself physically tangibly in terms of, of, of making sure there's no hidden idol anywhere it expresses itself on a human level to get rid of the people that are the foundation of Avadizar in the world, the Canaanim. And as we're going to see now, it, I would like to suggest, that also it also it contains within it the idea of getting rid of the inyan of Avadizar within the nefesh. So what is the root of Avadizar within the nefesh? So Maramukah number six. The Rambam in the beginning of Hilchits of Avadizar. It says the Rambam, it's a famous idea, we'll go through quickly. they enayish b'nei ha'adam in the times of, of Enosh, the world made a big mistake. Now, this is a very interesting thing. Like I pointed out last night, the Rambam doesn't say that they did a big aveira. The Rambam says they made a mistake. There was a mistake, and that, because the Rambam is and this is and the is a halacha sefer. Why is the Ramam about to tell us the philosophical mistake that Enosh made? Who cares? The halacha is you're not allowed to the zar. What do I care? Where it came from? The answer is no, no. no. Because like we just saw, there's a mitzvah within Eretz Yisrael in particular, to be Masharish shachreah to uproot the very foundation of Vodizara. And to in order to understand what the foundation of Vodizara is, so that's what we have to know, where it all came from. And this ultimate mistake, hashkafic mistake that Enosh made, which was the root of Vodizara, is exactly what we have to get rid of in Eretz Yisrael as well. So what was the fundamental root? So says the Raman like this. Uh, so again, <laughs> the wisdom of the generation became um, bewildered, became you know corrupted. The and even Enosh himself was one of those that made the mistake. Amr, um, what was the mistake? They said as follows: the Since the are they believed in God, but since the Rabbanut Hashem created the stars and the constellations and so on to run the world, the Nostim and He placed them in a very high place in heaven. The Cholklam covered, and He gave them honor. The and they are the ones that are that are close. You know, they they serve Hashem uh, in a very sophisticated way. So, therefore, it makes sense. It's, they're worthy of being praised and being honored. Why? Not for they themselves. That would be Hashem's will. To honor and to praise the one that he gave honor and praise to. Kamaisha writes to, just like one would, one that give, if you give honor to a servant of the king, that by extension gives, is giving honor to the king so that 's what we want to do. This was the mistake. This was the idea that the, the God is amazing, they believe in God. God created all these unbelievably powerful you know, entities to serve him, and by extension, if we honor them then that itself is giving homage and giving honor to the Rabbanu That's what we'll do, says the Ramam. That's what they started, and therefore they developed the whole systems of honoring stars, moons, Malachim, and so on. But the Ramam then explains what happened historically. The Kivin Shorcha Yomim, as time goes on, Neshtakach Hashem Anichbeva Anoira Mepi Kalayikom. Then the name of Hashem, Hashem Anichbeva Anoira, the name of Hashem became completely forgotten. It's interesting, the Rambam all of a sudden describes Hashem as the name. Hashem Okay, we'll see about that. So all of a sudden, time goes on, and the and the world forgets Hashem's name when we died them from all of humanity, from their from their from their way of thinking. and he was no longer recognized. So because of this issue of wanting to honor the servants of the king, they completely lost focus and lost sight of the king himself. va vakhtanim, and it came out that the that the majority of the population Einam Yoidim Ela Hatsurah Shel Eitz that the only thing that they know as a deity is just the stone and the rock and so on and the, the temple that was erected and they were accustomed to to bow down to and to serve and to swear in its name. So even though it, it started off as uh, creating this whole religion revolving around stars and moons and so on really just as a way of, um, of praising Hashem but it, the Tachas the got lost and it just deteriorated into just thinking about the stones and the rocks. But the rock of the universe. No one knew him. No one, understood, no, one, no one recognized him. No one knew him. And this is what happened. And the world descended like this. Until finally the pillar of the world to reestablish the truth came. V'u Avram Avinu. That's Avram Avinu. And the Raman goes on, muk number 8, to explain what Avram Avinu did. V'kiv and Shehik, Kerv once Avram Avinu recognized the truth on his own, like the Ram talks about from the age of 3 till 40, Hizchel lahashr tshuves b'nei orkazdim, he began to make these uh, public debates with the place of orkazdim, The loimer to and to, to tell them and to show to them, that the path that they have chosen is incorrect. The sheba atzlamim, he destroyed their idols. You know, not, not, not simply like that story that we know from from being a kid, but uh, philosophically, he destroyed their idols. The and he began to show the people. First, he had to prove to them that there is a there's a king behind all those servants, and don't make the same mistake you did before. Don't start serving the the servants. You have to serve the, the the king himself. The king himself is the one that you're that you're supposed to be serving and bowing and so on. Even though it makes sense what you did, uh, seemingly Avram Avinu was acknowledging. But nice, uh, you see what happens? It turns out that everyone forgot about the king, so it's not good. Die for La and we have to get rid of this whole idea of serving the statues and, you know, uh, all the, uh, the servants of the king, in order to make sure that people don't fall into the same mistake like, like what happened. Because, we'll see what happens, you start serving the servants, and then you forget about the king himself. So that's the picture that the Rambam just painted for us. So, weiter, let's, so let's, let's analyze this. So, 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 what is the Yisoid of the zar? What's the Yisoid? What's the Toast Gadol? So again, the, on the simple service, the Ramah says the Torah's is what's the big mistake? What's the root? Having this inion of serving the servants, you know, as a way of serving the king. Why is that such a mistake? Where was that coming from? So again, so Rav Avinu is pointing out that you know why it's such a mistake? is because look what happens: you serve the servants, and it ends up being uh, you forget about the king himself. But the yosher oimek deeper than that. The, the root of the root comes from the following nekuda, And This is what I mentioned by Shal Shodes. Is that the world wanted to approach the Rabbani There was a need amongst humanity, Taka, to engage with Elokos. The fundamental problem was as follows, is that they felt the Rabbani is completely beyond their ability to approach. But they wanted to approach God. So how do you do that then? On the one hand, God is ain't safe, God's infinite. So if God's infinite... So that means I have no shaykh, There's no way for me to approach him. But on the other hand, if I can't approach the rebbein then I feel my life is empty. So what could I do? So because of that need of approaching elikus and having a siachos, a relationship with that which is infinite. But on the other hand, it's still infinite. So how could I? They came up with this inyan, which is I'm going to serve and I'm going to engage in the servants of the king and through the servants of the king i will engage with the king himself you see if you're actually able to engage with the king himself then why would you ever want to engage in the servants I means the whole indian of engaging with the servants is because i want to engage with the king i can't so the next best thing is to engage with the servants so the fundamental yeside of avaidhara is not just being marsh anything else besides the avanishlalam the fundamental root is the mistaken notion that we have no way of interfacing with Elokos. That's the aside of our desire. Once, once that mistake is laid, that you cannot have any, there's no way of engaging within Elokos, the Rabbanu Shalom is infinite, we are extremely finite, and that's it, there's no, there's, no, there's no path to connect, then automatically you are now going to fall into this trap, because the human being, wants to connect with the transcendent. The, the human being wants to connect with the eloquence. And if it feels like it can't, then it's, it's only a matter of time until it's going to give in to this need, this urge, this, and it's going to scratch this itch by serving uh, intermediaries. So Avramavinu, Avinu, and even Avramavinu Avinu doesn't really solve the problem fundamentally. Avramavinu Avinu just convinces them that this is not a mahalach. Because what's going to happen is, you saw what happened throughout history, is that uh, they're going to forget about the king. But what's amazing is the Rambam then goes on to say, so Avram Avinu, therefore, has his whole mission and campaign to get rid of this union of intermediaries, and he's mechazik, he has, like the Rambam goes on to say, tens of thousands of Chesidim, and Anche Beis Avraham, and he gives it over to Yitzchak, and Yitzchak to Yaakov, eventually to all the Shvatim, and so on. But take a look at their last Rambam. The Rambam says, until finally the Jewish people find themselves in Mitzrayim, and we're in Mitzrayim for a long time, the Chazur Lilmen Masayim. And we ended up uh, learning from the ways of Mitzrayim, and Tataka fall into the trap again. (laughs) Shevet Levi was the exception. They kept on to that tradition of not falling into that mistake. But again, let's understand. And Kemat, says the Ram, an amazing thing. Kemat, the Iker that Avram Avinu established, which is we only talk to the king himself and not to his servants, was almost uprooted by the Jewish people through our our staying in Mitzrayim. What does that tell you? And the Jewish people almost fell into the same mistake that Bnei Enosh fell into. What does that tell you? That tells you is that all of Ramavinu was doing. I mean, again, to say these words, again, told about Avinu, But in Aurma Drake, all of Ram Avinu did was just say, no, don't do this. It's a bad idea. But you gotta scratch the itch. You gotta be able to then give the world, give the Jewish people, give the world the ability to then to engage with the Likus. But again, but here's the, how can you? Their abundance is infinite. What am I supposed to do? I, there's, only, there's, no, I can't, I, I, there's no spaceship I can take to eventually get to the Kisa cover. It doesn't work like that. So, how am I supposed to, as a finite creature, what is there for me to do to possibly raise myself to engage with that which is infinite? It's an impossibility. The truth is, the only one that can do that is God Himself, because the nature of that which is infinite is that it can do anything. So, the finite creature called a human being cannot raise Himself to, to engage with infinite. But the infinite one, if he so chooses, can lower himself and, and choose to allow us into his world. That it is, that, it is, that is possible. And says the Rambam, that's exactly what happened at the end. So this is happening. So Avraham Avinu comes and says, again, you can't fall into the trap. Most of the Jewish people, besides Fesheva Levi, then do fall back into the same mistake. And now says the Rambam. And now the Rambam shifts... The, the shifts the direction. Until now, the whole thing has been human beings. Enosh making a mistake, Avramavinu Avinu trying to tell everyone, don't make the mistake. It's been a conversation amongst people. All of a sudden, now says the Rambam, Hashem Now God gets involved. And because of Hashem's love for us, Avinu, And because of the oath that he made to Avram Avinu, Asa rabbeinu, shakol The Rambam establishes Maisha, and appoints Maisha, as the Rebbe of all the the Neviyim, and sends him to us on God's behalf. And it's interesting, the ram, like I, me- I mentioned this once before, the ram doesn't say to take us out of Mitzrayim. There's a very Indian of the Rebbe establishing a human being as his emissary. Enough said. That solves the problem. <laughs> Says the Rambam, and once Moshe Rabbeinu is a navi, and Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah is what is a nevuah of Vaida of the rest of of an actual of the infinite One Himself communicating His will through a human being, the highest level of attachment of dveikus by and the Rabbanu through Moshe Rabbeinu chooses the Jewish people as His inheritance. He crowns us with his mitzvos. and and showed us the way to serve him. See what the Ram is doing. What the Ram is showing to us is that the ultimate, ultimate correction. This is this is of this, this is the first paragraph of a Don't want to talk about Moshe Rabbeinu crowning us with mitzvos. What's talking about? The answer is what the Ram is telling us is that this is the ultimate tikkun of the of the mistake. The mistake was in chitzaynus. What was the mistake? Ah, oh, you know, let's serve the sun and the moon because it gives kavit to Hashem. And Avraham Avinu says, a well, bad idea, because look what happens—you'll forget about the king." But that's the penemius of the mistake was the world's feeling that it's unable to approach Elulkus, and they're right—they can't approach Elulkus unless Elulkus invites you in, and that's exactly what ends up happening with Moshe Rabbeinu—that the rabbi you know, taps Moshe on the shoulder and makes him his shliach in the world, and Moshe Rabbeinu is a walking, living, breathing human being who who upon him is. The name of Hashem. That the name of the Rabbanu Shulam is upon him. And this is what I spoke about by Shal Shudas, that the very nature of Shemus HaKto is this Nakuta. What does it mean? What does it mean? That, the, again, like I mentioned last night, the Holy Parashat Veira, which is introducing Itzis Nitzrayim, which is ultimately getting the Jewish people out of the Zara, and getting us to become Yidin, is rooted, and it's all revolving around the Rabbanu Shulam revealing to us Shemes Akhtoshim and Befrat, the name Yudkei What's the name of Shemus Akhtoshim? Shemisadveishem is this, is the answer to this problem of 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 enosh. means that who is God? God is infinite. I and, and there's no way. Let's machshavat There's no way to approach God. The only th- therefore the only. So what am I supposed? to I can't do anything. What I need is the Rabbanish shloilam to reveal to me his name. What a name is is particular letters and particular, um, almost tangible, uh, finite structures within which I can then engage in the infinite one himself. Like I mentioned last night, A love Veloilami That the secret of of of, of when out when, when a child says Bruchata Hashem, he is talking to he's talking to the Nishon, B'chvayda b'atzma He's talking to Mamish the Rubanisham himself. The same God that Dariya Kaddish. So when it comes to studying, you know, f- trying to figure out who the is and what he's like, so the Riyach Kaddish and the little kid in Cheder is different, madregas But lemaisa, when, when the Arizal said, Shahakal. and when the kid in Cheder says, Shahakal, they're speaking to the same God. How is it possible? The, the Rabbani Shalom is infinite. You're right. There's no way for me on my own to approach God. The answer is, the Chiddush that's called the Rabbani showed me his name. And when the Shalom introduces us and says, this is my name, it means when you call my name, you're talking to me. And you're, and you're getting my attention. When I say, you know, I call you Yanko, so Yanko in letters, it's a few different letters, and it's a name that was given to you by your parents, whatever it is. But when I say that name, who, how, what am I grabbing? I'm grabbing you, and I'm grabbing you as you are even deeper than the letters of your name. The letters of your name, it's like, a, it's like imagine it's like, a, it's like an oven mitt that you're using to grab something from a stove. It's too hot, so you can't touch it yourself, so you need a glove. It's in that way of the Rabbani Shalom constricting himself in a way to allow us to engage within him. That's, that's what Torah is. That's what mitzvahs are. And that's Moshe that's Rabbein. The word Moshe is the same letters as Hashem. That's why the Rambam hinted to this. The Rambam said that when he talked about how the world fell into this mistake of Enosh to the point of where they forgot about the king, what was the language of the Rambam? The Rambam's language was that Nishtakach, was it, uh, uh, nishtakach Hashem the name of Hashem was forgotten. The name of Hashem. The God was uh, Elokim, the Bari Oilam, I don't know. The name of Hashem was forgotten. Because that's the secret. That's the Nekud over here. So let's go back. <clears throat> let's go back. Eretz Yisrael is a place that, that what we're seeing is both in terms of Hilchas of Zara, that there's a mitzvah to seek and destroy make sure there's in every nook and cranny there's no one little getchka hiding behind somewhere and there's a mitzvah of what? of destroying the nations the Shiva Amin within Eretz Yisrael what's the aside? And what's the aside is that Eretz Yisrael is a place that needs to, that the Shorosh of Adi Zara needs to be uprooted so what's the Sharish of Zara? so again the Shorosh of Zara means uh, physically it means there shouldn't be any uh, hidden getchkas anywhere it means that there shouldn't be a people in the land that are kishat and fakoyft within Avodah the Zaret, the shiva amen. But it means b'nefesh, to uproot the very, the very mistake from which Avodah emerged. And what is the ultimate, the ultimate uh, 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 way of correcting that mistake? The ultimate way of correcting that mistake is establishing this truth, which is that there, that there is a people on earth just as there's a people that are the embodiment of Avodizar, which are the Shiva Amin, there's a people on earth that, that, that are the embodiment of Shema Saktoshin, the embodiment of Kir the embodiment of a people that are able to actually approach Kivyachol, that they themselves be at So it means, it says, we say this in the Avani, The the V'Shmeinu, your name is called upon our name. And we had this earlier in Sefer Yeshua when 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 we were struggling with the city of Ai and we uh, the initial battle didn't go well. So Yeshua bin on Tashem, ta and what, is that, what does he say Tashem? If you don't allow us to settle in territory Israel, Ma Shingha God, what's gonna be with your name? In other words, the, the ultimate the ultimate uprooting of Zara is not just to get rid of Gachkes and it's not just to get rid of the Shivamen The ultimate uprooting of avoid is what? Is to Settle yid in Eretz Yisrael. Because what is a Yid? A Yid is the embodiment of this truth that the Rabbin who's infinite, is able to be experienced in this world. That's what a Neshama is. What is a Neshama? A Neshama is, is a piece of the Rabbanish that we're able to, that actually is so relatable that it's literally you. There is nothing There is nothing that's more that's, that's closely, that's more deeply related to the Rabbani Shleilam than your own neshama. That, that's exactly what a neshama is. And at the same time, to Hayri, we, we, we don't even know what the neshama is, but at the, at the other hand, we're always, it's the most familiar and unfamiliar thing at the same time. It's like a, in, in Chabad Chassidus, it's a very big, the Balatani points it out very, very much that every single one of us knows, we know that we're alive, we know that we have a neshama, but we don't know what the neshama is. So on the one hand, it's so relatable and so it's so experiential. But on the other hand, what we're experiencing through that and what we're relating to through that is completely unknown to us. It's the secret of Shemesakdashem. It's the name. The name that we have is just a derivative of the Shemesakdashem. I mentioned this before that uh, one of the you know, Rav Kaduri's yard site was recently was the Bava yard site. It's yard site today, right? So one of the Babasali wasn't Isaac in this so much but with kameez and so on, where you give uh, tzaddikim a kvital. One, one of the inyanim that a tzaddik does with a kvetl is that uh, that you give the tzaddik a kvital and whatever the Indian is going on in your life, one of the kavanas that a tzaddik will do is he'll take the letters of your name and manipulate them to turn them into shema sectation. So let's say, I mean, some names are easier to do that than others, you know what I mean? But every letter is like built mm-hmm. of other letters, right? See, every letter you can sort of, you know, repurposed to become Hashem, and that somehow is part of the avoid bringing Yeshua to that Yid. What's the trick of that? That's what we're talking about. Because what is a Yid? What's an Nesham? What's your name? Your name is just a derivative of Hashem's name. Shem of Bishmeinu. So let's go back. So we started, we started off with the Achilles, the huge gulf between the Rambam and the Ramban. Says the Ramban, there's two mitzvahs. There's the mitzvah of destroying the shiva amen, and there's the mitzvah of Yishavaretz. The Rambam only counts mitzvah of destroying the Shiva Amen, it doesn't count the mitzvah of Yeshivar. Says Miguel Sest, I'm not sure why, maybe because it's not a forever to mitzvah. it doesn't apply. According to what we're saying, it's, that, that is the mitzvah of Shiva Amen, destroying the Shiva Amen. Even though technically they have different Gedarim, it's true. But contained within that mitzvah of Shiva Amen is the inion of uprooting of Voidazar from Meritistrol. And the ultimate, ultimate way that you uproot of Voidazar from Meritistrol is to establish Yiddin Meritistrol. Because the old, the deepest the deepest root of vodezara is this notion that there's this void, this gap, this distance between the world and elokus, and the and and only Nishma yisrael solves that problem. Like I mentioned very often from the balshem, the Baal Shem, this, the mashiach told the Baal Shem that everything one of the ikkar kavanas to have is that everything you, the world is divided into three categories: there's olamis, the world, there's elokus. And then there's Nishamis in between. Nishamis is the bridge between oilmis and elukos. That's how we engage with the Rebbeinu Is through our own neshama. And so the the, the establishment of Nishma Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael is itself the uprooting of a So the very nature of the mitzvah of and which is to uproot a from the land in pnimius, is solved with Yishev so in Pnimius, what the Rambam is turning into two mitzvahs is based some one Indian that the Rambam already counted in the mitzvah of you chirim No, know, That's why, by the way, just to add a little bit, this is why the nature of that mitzvah, of Yeshava Haaretz, Miguel Sester said, it's not dependent, it's on God's terms. God has to invite us. God has to, has to make it, he has to say when when it's a good time or not, because the whole nature of the mitzvah Yishav Haaretz is Hashem introducing his name into the system, infusing into the neshama a depth of elakos, that's on his terms, not our terms. So says Miguel Sester, there are the times of Galat where there's a little bit of a disconnect between, between the neshama and, uh, and its root, the mitzvah of doesn't apply. But this is the fundamental Makudas that the whole inyan of Erithisral revolves around this truth of getting rid of Adesara. There's the in of getting rid of Adezara in Khitsainyas, like I said, get rid of the Getchkas uh, in the attics. And it also means get rid of the people that are the that are the poster children of Avodizar, that's the Knanim, but in the Nefesh, it also means much deeper than that to estap, to fundamentally get rid of the root of the mistake of ad which is the notion that there's a disconnect between Olimus and Elokos. And the way to get rid of that mistake is by reintroducing neshamis into the system. And that's what Klai Yisrael is. That's Nishmas Yisrael in Eris Yisrael. And that solves all the problems of Me'enosh, and that brings us back to Moshe, brings us back to Har Sinai, to Tora to experience that beinaim niglim, the removal of eretz yisrael in a way of toiv, in a way of just yidden coming into the land without having to deal with the Sumerashabai.